Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. It's a new day, it's a new dawn. Just over a little over eight hours ago, Joseph R. Biden was sworn in as the 46th President of the United States. Welcome to a special U.S. inauguration edition of Market View. And to kick things off, I have a question for you, our listeners. Which U.S. President do you think enjoyed the best first day reception by the markets? Was it A, Donald Trump, B, Joe Biden, or C, Bill Clinton? Once again, which U.S. President can claim the best first day performance by the stock markets? You are playing for a copy of SK Reed's terrific new book, Personal Finance. So is the answer A, Donald Trump, B, Joe Biden, or C, Bill Clinton? Send your answer to 971-78893. I'm going to share the result later on in the show, and hopefully you'll be my winner. Joining me now to help answer uh, more questions and take a look at all that Inauguration Day market action is Pan Jingyi, Senior Market Strategist at IG. How are you doing, Jingyi? Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. Joe Biden, now President of the United States, in his inaugural address, he exclaimed, democracy has prevailed in a nod to the insurrection that took place at the U.S. Capitol two weeks ago. He also made an appeal to those on the other side of the political aisle for national unity. So, Jingyi, how did the markets greet Biden on his first day? Can I actually say how much they, they moved. <laughs> I'm not sure what's the rules here, but okay, so, well, basically we have seen Wall Street actually closing up um, in the Wednesday session, the inauguration session, and that you're looking at the likes of the Dow itself up 0.8%, the S&P 1.4%, and all but the financial sector on the comprehensive S&P 500 index have been up. So, I would say that it's actually quite a bit of a risk on mood cutting across the, well, US markets, and that with the anticipation of more this fiscal stimulus but of course if you recall some of our conversations yesterday Netflix had also been a strong gainer um, and of course one of the what well, I would say maybe heavy weight as well um, they, that that stock itself actually had risen near 17%. So altogether, quite a bit of a uh, positive, well, I would say, injection for the market as well. A little factoid for the listener. Since World War II, the S&P 500 has risen an average of 3.5% in the first 100 days of a Democratic president's administration. That is significantly higher than for Republicans who've enjoyed a half percent gain. All right. Just a little while ago, the U.S. Senate voted 84 to 10 to confirm President Biden's nominee to lead the U.S. intelligence agencies. Avril Haines is the first of Biden's transition, Biden's team, I should say, to be approved by the U.S. Senate. Now, at this point in previous presidencies, a greater number of cabinet level officials are normally already approved, at least the secretaries of defense and homeland secretary. But the bitter transition between Trump and the Biden administrations have hampered that effort. So, Jing, do you have any concerns about Biden's team not being fully in place yet? Well, so Michelle, I don't think you know that's a perhaps a key concern at this point of time. Um, just really, as you mentioned, there's been this hold up so that I think, you know, a lot of have been underway. There's more of this, um, well, hearings coming through um, and I think the confirmations coming through. So I think on this end itself, it's just a bit of a work in progress, a bit of a delay. Um, I think importantly is, you know, if we look to what are some of the urgent issues for the US administration, particularly on the end of, well, you know, health and the economy, I think, you know, well, 
President, I can say President now, President Joe Biden had really uh, pretty much taken care of that. So I think those are the first things he is going to address. Yes, President Biden has already signed more than a dozen executive orders. He has rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement. He's ended the construction of a border wall, ended the so-called Muslim travel ban, and recommitted the U.S. to the World Health Organization. So, Jingyi, Biden has only been U.S. president for about eight hours, and it appears he is immediately undoing many of Trump's policies. What is your impression? Yeah, well, so, Michelle, we had this idea that this was going to happen um, mm. earlier in the week as well. So, I don't think, you know, that comes across as a surprise. And But, you know, that being said as well, um, you can say, you know, maybe some symbolism or, you know, the kind of action that's been taken as well on his first day. Um, but I think, you know, a lot that he's been putting through, um, reversing some of the, what we can say a little bit more damaging um, executive actions and rejoining the likes of the Paris Climate Accord. I think these are really um, positive messages that he's sending through. And I think, you know, well, marks a bit of a good start um, to his well term at this point of time, and I think certainly you know in terms of addressing some of the um, well issues, particularly on COVID nineteen, with the kind of mandate for the mass mandate on federal pro- property, I think that's a good sign. Hopefully, and especially pertaining to this very important issue of COVID nineteen pandemic, mm, keeping it right between the hairs of the um, the main targets that he will have to tackle amongst the greatest challenges that Biden may face is his administration's approach to China. Now that Trump is out, Beijing has imposed sanctions on several of his top officials, including former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, former U.S. Trade Advisor Peter Navarro, as well as former Trump advisors Steve Bannon and John Bolton. They and their families will be banned from entering China, Hong Kong or Macau or doing business with China. Beijing issued the announcement during Biden's inauguration. So what do you make of that? Well, so I think it's quite interesting as well mm. because with the Trump administration, I think the word tit for tat war had really been seen quite a lot. Um, so I'm not sure if this means that China is having the last laugh to some extent in this, um, well, um, manner. But uh, that being said, you know, certainly they have highlighted this, um, on the back of serious violation of China's sovereignty. Um, and that, you know, these are the persons whom they, well, see as mainly responsible for such US moves on China-related issues. So I think that marks the end to maybe that era and um, while we're ushering a new one with President Biden, um, well, certainly with the likes of um, Treasury Secretary Yellen's comments earlier, they are still going to address some of the, what they call unfair practices with China. So I think we're not going to see the end of it. Um, but, you know, the, the expectation across the market is that it's going to be in a very much more, I think, you know, cordial perhaps manner that this is going to be done and less of this sudden uncertainties that the market is facing, particularly when it comes to some of the companies. So we'll see what this itself is all going to translate. But I think Asian markets are taking this well. Trump left the White House with a small ceremony at the Andrews Air Force Base attended by members of his family, some members of his administration I saw were there as well. He did not hold a rival rally in Florida during the inauguration as he had threatened to do some weeks ago. But while his departure was relatively quiet, Trump still made news by issuing dozens of presidential pardons. This in addition to the high-profile pardons like that of Steve Bannon, Two business-related pardons, though, caught my eye. They are Elliot Broidy and Anthony Lewandowski. 
Can you help us remember who these two are? Let's start with Elliot Brody. Yes, so, well, with Elliot Brody, he's a, the top Republican donor, um, and he previously had helped the, well, Malaysian financier, so this in relation to the YMDB issue, Jolo, um, to actually lobby the US government. And, uh, well, with regards to what you just mentioned, he's managed to win reprieve on Trump's last day in office. Um, that, of course, I think Trump administration had referred to his numerous philanthropic efforts, including on behalf of law enforcement, the military, and veteran programs and the Jewish community, but they're thinking, yeah, it does look to be a bit of a stretch from all that we've heard so far. Okay, uh, and then we have a former Google executive, Anthony Lewandowski. What did he do? Yes, yeah, so with regards to the former Google executive, um, he had been a Google engineer um, and he was found to have been stealing self-driving car secrets shortly before joining Uber. Um, that I think, you know, um, has been, well, he himself actually pled guilty to some of this after leaving the company in 2016. Um, and that I think, you know, for the matter itself has been seen as, well, quite a bit of a significant corporate treachery. Yeah, it was a big trade crime case. Uh, there's plenty of news outside of Washington, so I want to turn the light now on Alibaba's Jack Ma. After months of questions regarding where Ma has been, is he missing, was he just laying low, Ma has reappeared. Tell us more. Yeah, so Alibaba Group founder Jack Ma, he well appeared via a video conference at video meeting on Wednesday morning with 100 rural teachers in China. And uh, well, certainly it's been the first public appearance of sorts that the, the well, the co-founder of uh, Alibaba had made since October 2024, uh, where he previously actually blasted China's regulatory system in a speech at a Shanghai forum. And that had seemed to well as well the suspension, the key suspension of a US 37 billion IPO of Alibaba's um, financial affiliate and group. Um, just to add as well, I think, you know, certainly there's been all this chatter as to where he is. Mm-hmm. And that really sort of a bit of a confidence issue, particularly around the well, Jack Ma's, the, found, the company he co-founded, Alibaba Group. So that altogether has seen to share prices jumping quite significantly, 8.53% in the Hong Kong session. And that compared with the broad Hang Seng Index that was only up 1.08%. While Jack Ma appeared in that video, his exact whereabouts though are still unknown. Mm-hmm. So interesting to see that uh, Alibaba shares did rise after his appearance. Significant confidence there. How are Asian markets though doing this morning, Jingyi? Are they following the US lead and moving higher? Yeah, so certainly, Michelle, we talked about how the inauguration sessions been seen to be positive for the US. And I would say Asian markets are not faring too badly either, taking after this. Um, some of the well, anticipation still, I think, you know, apologies for being a broken record here, but the fiscal stimulus anticipation. So we have the Nikkei 225 about 0.9%, um, the ASX 200 and the Cosby early movers 06 0.4%. So they are all faring pretty positive. Positively, and I'll say cyclical is really leading the charge as well.
The Straits Times Index finished marginally higher yesterday at 29.98. How is it trading this morning? Yeah, Michelle, this is going to be that interesting one to mm. watch in the Asia market session. So uh, what I'm seeing on the screens right now with the SCI is up 0.4%, 12.03 points. And that brings it actually past the 3,000 level uh, yesterday it closed below. So now it was seeing it. 3,009. Um, so that really, I think, you know, if it sees a bit of a, what I would say, a convincing close above, which certainly, you know, what we're tracking here on IG as well, just that kind of uptrend to continue, there will be a bit of reinforcement, particularly for many of the ASEAN markets. All right. Well, thank you very much. Senior market strategist from IG Pan Jingyi there. And now your answer to your quiz question. Hopefully one of you has walked away a winner. Do I have a thumbs up? Do we have a winner? Yes, we do. All right. So which U.S. president can claim the best first day performance by the stock markets was your uh, question. And you had a choice between A, Donald Trump, B, Joe Biden or C, Bill Clinton. The answer is... B, Joe Biden. The S&P 500 has posted the best inauguration day rise in 36 years as Biden takes office and the Nasdaq chalked up its best inauguration day gain ever. Donald Trump likes to boast about the size of his inauguration day crowds and how the stock market performed during his presidency. But this is one metric that he clearly did not best. You have to go back to the 1980s and the start of Ronald Reagan's second term to find a better first date market rise. This has been Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.